see anything. <laughs> Beavis, I have seen the top of the mountain, and it is good. Generation episode 127. 127. Hey. <laughs> I feel like it's been forever. I know, right? I'm Rob Logan. Mike Volpe is in studio yep. with me. Uh, we have the core crew kicking it this week. The core crew. Yes. <laughs> two. The dynamic duo is what we are. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Mainly because we are the two that went to PAX East. Yes, we did. Just recently. Uh, this is actually, oddly enough, attempt number two. It is. At recording this episode. <laughs> but I feel like we already have more energy. Yeah, oh, way more. <laughs> if you guys could have heard the first recording. Way more. You would have fallen asleep already. <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't today that we recorded it. We actually tried recording in the car, mm-hmm. uh, and we took the portable recorder, because I've heard other shows do that, yeah. but they must have lav mics or something a little more direct, because we were picking up a lot of ambient noise, and that was the biggest problem with it. Yeah. We actually ended up recording uh, after it was our second day going. We yep. recorded on the way up and then we recorded on the way back. Yeah. And we had a whole episode, but man, was I distracted. Yeah. Because I was driving. GPS and, was going off. Yep. We got cars passing us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, I think the recording was good. Is I would assume that what we spoke about came out good. I'm sure it did, but. There was just too much noise. Yeah, I, I I was probably kind of half out of it too. I we could, were tired. I, the way up was <laughs> so good, tired. but the way back was. You know, I don't think people understand. I, I'm sure we've talked about this before, but you know, you think, oh, you're going to a convention, you're walking around seeing stuff. Yes, but it is pretty tiring. Very. There's tiring. a lot to see. You're look trying to look everywhere, and at the same time, not walk into people. Mm-hmm. There's and, and you know, there's a lot to see, a lot to smell. They had this one instead of uh, generic. Um, geeky bo yeah uh smell con the con smell con stank this yeah. one con stank they freshen the place up with the smell of doughboys yeah they do it was like you know doughboys being cooked and smell of food, as far as so. the convention goes it was the smell was nice right there was a lot more room to move around booths were spread apart a little bit more than they are in new york yeah so it was actually a little more passing room and everything yeah and the layout was pretty good yeah but it is tiring. So that recording on the way home, we were both like, <laughs> and so we finished day two. So low energy it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Obviously, we're way better today yep. already. <laughs> hey, oh, energy. Hey, oh. <laughs> Speaking of hey now, just real quick, why isn't Robin on Howard Stern's show? Like, she's there, but she's not in studio. Oh, and she's apparently not in it's studio? been that way for a while now. What happened? It was a medical thing. Oh, okay. I think she had a surgery or something like that. Oh. And she's not. She was housebound for a while. I don't know what the prognosis is. They never they, really brought it up, huh? No. no. Oh, inter- oh, it must have been pretty yeah. interesting. Serious. I'm, I'm thinking it was something pretty serious if they're not talking about it. Just, I was like, I figured I had to ask you because yeah. I'm listening to the show and she's on at home. It's been over I'm six like, months. Is go- yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I thought this was just like a... Oh, no. They went on Christmas break and mm-hmm. came back. Oh. It's been a while. Oh. Yeah. So they played off well. You'd think she was there. Yeah. Well, they actually had for a while the uh, the guests were coming in being like, oh, where's Robin? 
And then they had to have a talk about it. Like, you got to yeah. tell the people in the green room that she's not here, even though she's going to yeah. be they're gonna hear in, there, in the headphones. But. I feel like the sign. I always thought to myself that if I ever had made it with wrestling, mm-hmm. I wouldn't truly have considered making it. Until I was invited onto the Howard Stern show, dude. For some that's reason. my that's my like to be there and just be like, <laughs> I made it. <laughs> that's you know? my litmus test for if I'm ever like trying to get famous or anything. Yeah, that would be the goal is to be on Howard. Yeah, I, but the thing is, you have but, to go. You can't just be on Howard. You have to go and like bang a bunch of celebrity chicks and then and be on yeah. Howard and be super open about it. True. So that he really appreciates you. You have to go in with full stories. Yeah. Or you have to have a girlfriend who'd be willing to do anything for exactly. them on camera. <laughs> so, Well, we're not going to get that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, we can keep dreaming. Yeah. You never know. Well, if Howard ever goes into the podcast realm, which I can see happening. He keeps he bashes podcasts, though. He, go, he he's does. He's always just like, oh, that means nobody's listening. He does, but he also bashes. He always hates his boss. So imagine if yeah. he took it to the internet, even if it wasn't a podcast, if it was just internet radio. Yeah. That would make a huge difference in the industry. Huge. Mm-hmm. That'd actually be people paying attention to this stuff that we do, mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe. Um, all right. So PAX East. Yep. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, we went for two days, Saturday and Sunday. We did a lot on both days. On the first day, the first thing we started off with was the fuse panel. Right. And the Fuse panel, uh, for people who are unaware of the game, it's put out by Insomniac or being put out by Insomniac. It was previously called Overstrike, Mm -hmm. and that's what they showed an original trailer for way back during E3 time. What were the games that Insomniac did? They also did the Ratchet & Clank games, and they did Resistance, and are doing that series still. So they almost have like the cartoony Ratchet & Clank, and they have the more serious Resistance. Overstrike was kind of a combination of the two. Uh-huh. Originally, it had a cartoony look, uh, but it had a lot of action more, even more so than Ratchet and Clank, more uh-huh. resistance style uh, cover mechanics and things like that. But it looks like they took it to a more serious route. They redid a lot of the graphics. They changed a lot of the weapons. And now the game is called Fuse instead yep. of Overstrike. Uh, it's still four player co-op. So that remains from the original version. I did do a little more research on it, too, and it turns out that you can do co-op with either split screen Mm -hmm. or you can do online co-op. You could even have, if you have, like, two people here and two people elsewhere, we could be playing split screen. They could be playing uh, split screen, and we could all be playing together. Mm -hmm. So whatever configuration you have of connected people. Or you can be in two different rooms in the house. Yeah, Yeah. if it's over a PSN. It's also over the network. Oh, it does? Well, you can't directly connect. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, Xbox. I didn't <laughs> or know Xbox. I didn't know like PlayStation that. didn't do that. Xboxes do. You can connect them together. Yeah. You just take the Ethernet cord. Oh. And you plug one into one end, one Xbox and the other one into the other Xbox. You just play locally. Oh, didn't know that. Yeah. Maybe you can with PlayStation. I'm sure you can. I've never tried. I'd be shocked if you couldn't. It's the same thing. So, hmm. Interesting. I don't know how that would work with the games, though. I, mm. I assume I get, it would work. Well, you got to have same. two games. But. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Insomniac's also known for their weird weapons. Yeah. And each of the four characters in the game has uh, a fuse powered weapon, which is like the alien energy, mm-hmm. hence the name of the game. And each weapon is unique to each character. Uh, and each weapon actually has an upgrade path specific to it. Yep. So it can add on new abilities and that's kind of your, your experience and, and growing throughout the game. What else did you think about it? The game itself looked pretty good. Yeah. Um, pretty fast paced. Mm. You know, like the, the over the cartoony over the top bullets flying and, you know, like they were shooting. It was like blob of bullet. 
Yeah. Or they were shooting flames out or whatever. Yeah. Um, it looks like it's pretty chaotic. The switching from one character to another seemed yeah. to work almost seamlessly. There were a few instances, instances where switching led to the character you're switching to looking in the wrong direction. Right, right. And you're like, holy crap, what am I looking at? And you turn around, there's this giant enemy fighting your other three teammates. Yeah. Yeah, so even though the game's intended to play four-player co-op, mm -hmm. if you're playing by yourself, they have this mechanic called Leap, which you jump from player to player. Mm -hmm. That way you don't have to rely completely on the AI, and you can actually change it up. But like you said, you can leap into someone if they're facing the, like away from the boss. It's a little disorienting for a yeah. second before you get back. The, the AI seemed to be okay. It wasn't anything mind-blowing. No. But, but even if it cooperates, job. that's... If they follow, yeah, if they cooperate, then... That's a huge jump in AI technology, <laughs> even if they just do what they're supposed to. Yeah. Uh, it, it, the game looked pretty good. Yep. The weapons, we'll see what they do with that, because that's their big claim to fame. Or yeah, like it is. crazy weapons. Yep. But uh, I, I don't know if their weapons are going to hold up to other things that we saw that weekend. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but the game itself, you know, it looked pretty good. Yeah. We'll see I, it it looks entertaining. Uh, we, I also found out, too, we couldn't stay till the very end. They yeah. probably said after the Q&A because uh, we were late for something. I don't remember. Maybe. Where were we going? I don't know. We were going somewhere. We had to get up and leave for something. Yeah. It might have been Saints Row. Oh, did, Saints Row appointment. Yeah. 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 It wasn't too far away. They made an announcement that on May 28th, mm. 2013 will be the release date. So it's only oh, a couple months right away. The corner. Yeah. So that was almost the finished product. Pretty much. Very close, too. So yeah, it looks it looks fun. Are I you think, gonna get it? I don't know. Probably not. For one, it's the four player co op. I wouldn't want to play by myself. Right. And how often can we even get two people together, let alone four? I know. <laughs> Otherwise, it's interesting. Unless we get the super fan to buy it, and I buy it, and then the three of us just play together. And then we just need one more, maybe Mikey. Yeah. Maybe. After the fuse panel, we went up to Saints Row. Yes, we did. On the way though. I uh, had a quick double take as I was passing someone in the hallway. That was kind of random. I was, what well, we were walking to, we were like five minutes until the panel too. Like we were mm. getting there right on time pretty much. Mm. And I, I saw someone that looked familiar for a sec, but you do the quick double take. Is that someone I know or is it not? Or is mm. it someone who just looks familiar? Turns out it's like my best friend from high school. Oh yeah. Who I haven't seen in probably close to like 10 years at this point, which is crazy. Weird to run into him there, I suppose. Although yeah, well, maybe yeah. not. I don't know. Not necessarily. I mean, he's a gamer. Mm. Uh, but I, it's whenever I go to local conventions, it happens more that I bump into people I know. We bumped into a couple people that we know. Yeah, it's New York. I get the mentality of I don't know anybody here, so I don't even need to think what about are the it. Odds? it. Right. So yeah. when you see someone and there's so many people, again, what are the odds? Mm. Unless it's someone who's dressed up in a costume that everyone's gathered around and you right. can actually see that attention. Plus, they stand out from the crowd that way. Oh, yeah. So uh, I walked by my friend Adam and stopped and said hi. From it turns out he was there uh, as a speaker for oh yeah for a project that he's working on too, which I don't have a lot of info on or any info really. But I'm talking to him about it and yeah, I don't know. He mentioned something about with the military or yeah, they work gaming that helps create uh, helps with reaction time and and quick thinking like yep. if this situation happens what do you do and we could be totally wrong this was a week ago and i forget yeah it was readily. something like that though because that drew my interest in i'm like oh wow that's cool they're yeah. using video games to train the military to be quicker and yeah. faster on their feet yeah i want to get more uh info on it and hopefully mm -hmm. i can report back here when i do but we were rushing rushing to get to the saints row four thing yeah. 
And we went in, and they treated us very nicely. They did. They did. As soon as we came in, water, soda. They had snacks. snacks. Some snacks out. You yep. can sit in. It was a room of maybe like eight or nine people. It wasn't press. Much. Yeah, it was small. And I, I feel bad for this dude that had to keep doing the spiel over and over all day. But damn, he professional and upbeat. They, they were all and, professional. Yeah. Yeah. He was just upbeat and energetic. And I was like, wow, you're doing well, this all day. And I think, you know, if, if I had to get up and talk about my protein powder or future products over yep. and over and over, it's like that's that's mine. Like that's my baby. It'd be sure. like you talking about the show and the pod, the podcast. That's true. You'd be energetic yeah. every time because you got a new audience who's yep. going to reach new people, and you have to have that. So, yeah. I mean, that's their their new baby. They've been working on it for years. That's true. But uh, Saints Row Four was probably one of the best things we saw. I think, I think it was <laughs> all weekend yeah. easily. They gave us a lot of info. They showed us some great footage of the game, mm-hmm. uh, and this was for our eyes only. There's no even since packs. No videos or anything have really come out showing what we saw, mm. which is surprising. I thought there might be. There usually is with a lot of stuff like this. Uh, but let's talk about some of the weapons in the game. Yeah. Because that was one of the greatest parts. There was one weapon they called the Inflate Array. Yep. Which allowed you to fire at someone. Their head blew up like a balloon and yeah. their yeah. eyes bugged out. And then boom. Boom. Explosion. <laughs> and a plethora of blood. Yes. That was very cartoony, but very entertaining. Yeah. And then that was your favorite weapon ever. The oh the the uh, dubstep gun yeah yeah that one is funny <laughs> yeah uh, so it, it fires uh, all right if so if you don't know what dubstep music is just Google it <laughs> yeah and so this thing just fires basically like music waves yeah sound waves at people and when it hits them it just distorts everything mm-hmm. and makes them start to dance or like they're like, I don't know how to even explain it's a, it. It was a very weird visual. It like was. almost like they were being audio warped. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but it's funny. I mean, it's just to do that. It's, I'm doing like hand motions because yeah, people can see this. Obviously. You, know, you got like old ladies dancing in the street and, yeah. and the cars are all warped and stuff. That was really good. I, I think one of the, they sold me immediately on the game with the open. Oh, absolutely. Which was um, so the main character of the game yep. turns out you, the leader of the uh, the Saints, is now the president of the United States. Right, and um, they'll explain, I suppose, how that happened in the opening of the game. But so they show us the opening is the guy's running down the street and he basically just slides like a baseball slide, yep. um, punching the other guy in the balls <laughs> as um, he goes through. Yeah. Comes up on the other side behind the guy, spins him around, and gives him the biggest stone-cold stunner like <laughs> ever. Like jumps in the air, one arm, big yep. stunner. It was just like, I'm sold. Now you can awesome. punch guys in the balls and stun them. Yeah, That's a move standard. <laughs> like I'll take it. That could be the only move in the game, and I'm still buying it. Exactly. <laughs> over and over it again. awesome. Yeah. It was really, really cool. And then they showed from the dubstep gun, they went to show customization of weapons, which isn't necessarily like functionality customization. It was more appearance. Mm-hmm. So they gave the example of a rocket launcher that they took in the shop and they browsed through a couple different options for it. And they ended up buying a guitar case yeah. that would go and replace the rocket launcher appearance. So just like El Mariachi, he has a <laughs> rocket launcher or a guitar case he can throw up over his shoulder fire rockets out of it. And that was really cool. Yep, that was cool. Even just like gamers love those little customizations Absolutely. to make something their own and be like, well, I like this. I like this. And it's awesome. Customization options are key for like longevity. I think do different things and buy stuff. And yep. there's a point to actually getting points and money instead of just exactly. collect exactly. for collection's sake. Uh, and then they showed us the mech suit, 
Yes. Which was quite large. <laughs> yeah. And quite powerful. It was. Rocket and, launcher on yep. one side, machine gun on the other, or a turret, whatever. Yeah. The yeah, old they showed the thing, like, walking on cars. and Blowing stuff right out of the way. <laughs> like, it was nothing. Yeah. This game's totally a power trip. This game is just, yeah, it's... It's, it's the power goofiness. trip that prototype was, but in a fun way mm-hmm. instead of a just, I'm angry way. <laughs> and it looks like it's a lot more fun to play it. Uh, the enemies in the game, they said, are an alien race called the Zin, which yep. are led by a guy named Zinniac. Whoa, big stretch. Hello. <laughs> there are more enemy types in this game, though, than Saints Row the Third, because someone asked, I think someone asked specifically in the Q&A. About yeah. having one alien race, or now are we going to get bored with having the same See, race the same to fight the entire time? Over over. Yeah. yeah, Saints Row the Third had three different gangs in it that had different types of enemies in each gang, but apparently they assured us that uh, within just the Zin race, there are more alien types than all three of the gangs put together in Saints Row the Third. Yep. The Zin ends up kidnapping the President of the United States, the yep. Saints leader, yep. and they throw him into a very Matrix-inspired digital prison that looks like a digital yeah, recreation we, of the city was it you so you said it out loud You're oh, like, yeah. oh like the matrix and they're like well we can't say it's the matrix right, right. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get sued be quiet yeah well they even had the pose too when like uh one of the the wardens came down and the warden is like a super powered zin yeah. that exists only in the digital prisons to try and like keep order and everything this the the warden comes down and the the saint leader does the whole like matrix pose and the the yep. come, come, just bring it hands and everything so oh yeah there's a lot of parody elements for a lot of different mm-hmm. things in here i'm sure there's tons more that we have yet to see oh, yeah. too but the the digital prisons allow and they're created to break the will of the person that's imprisoned right yeah the alien races that's how they destroy us they're yeah. breaking the will of i guess seems like the most powerful people on the earth yep in order to then just, you know, you crush the leaders and then everybody else will just follow like sheep. Right, right. So that's the whole point of the game. And again, just like the Matrix, when you're in the digital world, the rules kind of change of mm-hmm. physics and everything. So you can actually get superpowers when you're in the digital prison. Uh, a lot of those were like super speed and yeah. leaping for travel. And it, it looked like it made traversing the environment actually fun, mm-hmm. which is something you don't see too often in sandbox games. But it's so important. I remember playing Spider-Man 2 way back when, and I could just swing around the city for hours. And yeah. the physics and the mechanic of swinging was so good that that was fun. Yep. And all the other stuff was, I mean, the the game was good, mm-hmm. but even just doing that was like icing on top. And I never felt like it was a chore getting from one place to yeah. another. I have a feeling this will kind of be... Yeah, it looks like they the gave you quite idea. a few options to get around yeah. besides just cars and stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So there's the super speed. There's the leaping. Uh, you get an ice blast ability. Mm-hmm, like Iceman. Yep, uh, which is pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of super-powered combat things. So your your combat and the way you fight actually changes when you're mm-hmm. super-powered. Uh, and you also have a TK ability, which is what they call it. It's telekinesis. Okay, yep. The ability to move stuff with your mind. Uh, and they toss, like, people. They toss cars. And one of the better things we saw was a motorcycle driving by with a person on it. Yes. And he just kind of froze it in mid-drive and lifted up the bike and, and the person. Cool, well, what was cool was he froze the bike. The true. guy on the bike was still, like, live That's and true. moving around. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, what's happening? And he picked the bike up yep. and threw that. So you had the yeah. guy not frozen flying through the air yeah. with the frozen bike. <laughs> and he held on for some he reason. Did, he did. It's like, let go and run, dude. Yeah. <laughs> So that was very cool. The the scale of the game, 
they said Steelport, the city that all this takes place in. There are a lot of similarities between it in this version and the one in Saints Row the Third. However, the uh, while the the size of the city is the same horizontally, mm-hmm. because of the superpowers, they had to scale it up vertically. So you had room for those like giant leaps you might yeah. make and everything. So that's where the expansion comes in in this one. Mm. They also talked about a new multiplayer mode called Death Tag. Mm-hmm. And Death Tag was uh, each person gets a superpower and you basically just have to kill each other. But yeah. you only get one superpower. I don't know if you choose or if it randomly assigns or what, mm-hmm. but you're each given one and then it's just fight. Fight! Yeah. <laughs> Mortal Kombat! <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and lastly... I wouldn't be surprised if like a ripoff of the Mortal Kombat theme oh, played. Oh, that'd be great. I'd yeah. love it. Lastly, the last thing they told us was that the release date for Saints Row 4 mm-hmm. is August 20th. I found out after a client of mine runs a website about movies. He was okay. there and and Max told me he had asked apparently in Saints Row 3 um, they have music built into the game to turn on during specific times. Like you'd go into battle with another gang yep. and a specific song would play cool. that had purpose to it and it sure. would play as long as the fight was going on. Um, so he asked if that was going to happen again. They said that, that was one of the biggest hits of the third game. Really? And that this is going to be a lot a lot more prevalent in this That's game. Cool. You're going to see it a lot Well, more. that just supports the Mortal Kombat variety exactly. even more. Exactly. And I like that idea. Like yeah. There's a song that specifically fits to get you into the mood. I don't know. Like I think if two gangs are going to fight, you need gangster rap playing or something. <laughs> like Something like really hardcore yeah. has to be playing. So that's a pretty cool feature that you don't see other games do. True. There's background music that picks up. Yep. But they have a specific song play for that moment. Yeah. It's pretty I've cool. seen games that have like a fight track. Mm-hmm. So like when you're in combat, the music changes, but it's the same every time. Mm-hmm. So having something diversified based on what you're fighting. Yeah. That's very cool. The next thing we saw after we left the Saints Row 4 deal was we were walking around the show floor and we saw this random screen that said Soda Drinker Pro. Yeah. And uh, Hold on to your hats, to people. This is big. <laughs> oh, yeah. We saw this screen with a guy that had a... It, I don't know. We were just curious what the hell is Soda Drinker Pro. It said yeah. it was a soda drinking simulation game. I don't know if it, you can call it a game. I thought it was going to be like an apparatus for your soda right. at first. I'm like, right. oh, what's this going to do? <laughs> Keep it cold or something? Like, yeah. Cool. No. The only thing that I really saw was as we walked over, there was starting a level that said drink soda in space. Mm. So it's a guy that just puts a like gulp up to his and The graphics are absolutely horrendous. Terrible gra- yeah. It's just like a blah... 3D blocky shapes. And I don't know what the point of it is. I don't know what he was doing. I think like we talked, he's probably trying to draw your attention in for something else. Yeah. But we were just like, what? Bye. It was so stupid. As soon as we figured out what it was, we just walked away. Yeah. So it didn't really serve its purpose for us at least. Uh, But then we did see something very cool, which is DuckTales Remastered. (laughs) Woohoo! Well done. Um, We didn't get a chance to play because the lines were very long. But over by the Capcom booth, they did have uh, one, I think only one kiosk. That was it. Set up to really play it. And they were giving people about 10 minutes. Yeah. Max had played that as well. Oh, okay. Oh, like, that's right. He was in my You know, that blows my mind. 10 minutes of gameplay. Like, I thought you would walk up and you'd get maybe a minute and a half. Yeah. 60 seconds. 10 minutes is a long time. 10 minutes is a long time to And play that's why game. it probably and then took so that long. that other one, uh, The Last of Us. Yep. People were getting 30 minutes on that game. Wow. Yeah, plan- granted, there were a ton of machines. Yeah, you know, playing. But still, that's a lot. Thirty minutes. So the average, he said, the average wait time was about forty-five minutes to an hour and a half. That's crazy. 
It's one more reason why we don't bother playing the games. Uh, I would have loved to, but I'm not standing in a Disney World length line to play a video game for 10 minutes or 30 minutes. Yeah. Well, you can come over when the Last of Us demo comes out because I have God of War Ascension that grants me early access to the demo. Oh, yay. Yay. So they had DuckTales Remastered set up. I did take a picture because they had a a DuckTales backdrop set up and they had Scrooge McDuck's top hat and cane and money Money bags bags. and everything. That was cool. They did have the monocle, but I guess it was falling off people's faces or the glasses. Oh. So that one of the the booth people was just holding on to him because they weren't staying on anybody. And the hat was way too big. It was. It was so big. It kept falling down on my head. So I had to like lean it back. But I took a picture of that and I'll put it in the show notes so people can see that. The game looks really cool. And again, for people that are unfamiliar, this is a HD remastered version of the NES version of DuckTales, one of probably the most famous and popular platforming games for NES. And it's so random that DuckTales is like, you know, one of those iconic games. Maybe. But uh, the, the graphics are totally redone. They didn't just update the graphics in HD. They hand drew the character animations for all the characters, which is really cool. And they look really smooth. It does. And it looks really good. great. They also took the uh, the dev teams, took the levels and the layout from the original 1989 release, and they expanded upon them. So the levels are all there that we know and love, but there's more. So they, they broke them out a little bit. There's a nice 3D background, not like necessarily 3D as it yeah. comes out, but 3D graphics uh-huh. uh, behind you and everything, and that looks great as well. Uh, there is more story this time around. Originally, the plot of the game was you just go to all these different places and collect treasure because you're Scrooge McDuck and you're greedy and you want money. But this time, I guess there is more of a story involved. And they're also bringing back the original voice cast. That's cool. Which is very cool. I guess uh, June Foray is the one who does the voice for the, uh, what is it? Uh, What's the evil Magica or something? I can't think of the the evil oh, I can't the evil either. witch woman's name, but it's the same woman who did uh, Rocky in Rocky and Bullwinkle. She's oh. ninety something years old, really, and she's coming back and doing payday this voice. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool that she would do that. Yeah, well, she's still working like regularly as a voice oh, actress at ninety something years old. Yeah, that's crazy, but apparently she's still doing well. So the original voice cast is back to do their voices. The original soundtrack is back, Mm -hmm. but it's getting a little bit of a modern update. A lot of games do that when they do HD versions like this, and I love that because there's a lot of great music in there. And then they said, well, they didn't say, but I saw this online too. Further additions to the original include an all-new tutorial level where players can get familiar with the iconic pogo jump and cane swing, (laughs) while Scrooge McDuck's Museum allows players to track all their stats and compare their progress with others via global leaderboards. They also apparently have a little like mini level where you can swim around in the money vault. Really? Yep. Sweet. Yeah. And this game, DuckTales Remastered, is scheduled for release on Xbox Live Arcade, PSN, and Wii U this summer. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very exciting. Are you that looking up something be, or? Yeah, you just remind you said some things and I was like, Oh my god, I need to write those notes down oh, yeah. for our next recording. Oh for okay. geek outs and freak outs and all that <laughs> stuff. It was like I if I don't do it now, I'm gonna forget. Yeah. <laughs> I thought Sorry. you were looking something up. No. Uh, and then to end our day one, we went to Friday's for dinner. We did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did. Um, so it was like the weirdest, weirdest, like, I don't know. I feel situation, like we were on opposite ends of the spectrum here with what, like the women transpired. that we. Yeah. Yeah. So explain what happened when we <laughs> so, walked through the door. Well, it's funny because we walk into Friday's and it was like the first restaurant we saw mm-hmm. heading back and 
we walk in and the <clears throat> the hostess is taking the names and everything. They, so we said two to sit or whatever. Yep. And she just like completely bends over. She has a low cut top on already. Yeah. She bends over more than seems more than necessary to write things down. Mm-hmm. And, like she's putting on a show. Oh, yeah. And not just for us. This happened continually. This at happened first, for everybody. At first, Man I thought woman. we were getting special treatment. Yeah. But <laughs> apparently not. But it was it was quite evident. I think it was a red bra. It was like the most <laughs> not to I've be never, too pervy. The but, cleavage was unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, it, and you couldn't of, avoid it. Ten out of ten cleavage. Right. It was really great. <laughs> it was really great. <laughs> and then uh, as we were waiting to be seated, another family came in of like four and they had uh, an older son and a younger son that was probably like 11 or 12. Yeah. Uh, and same thing happens when when they're <laughs> getting their name written down. Yep. And I think the little kid's head was going to explode because yeah. he had never that was like he was hitting puberty at that at very that moment. Mo- that exact moment. He is, became a man. He became a man right then. <laughs> He was just like, hey, mom, and holy <laughs> crap, mom, look at that. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I'm going to have the chicken fingers. <laughs> Thanks, China. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I would do that, too, except my voice can't start high and then uh, break into it. I don't think so, at least. Hey, like, what's going over there? <laughs> I can do the deep, but yeah. that's but it's a little too extreme. Uh, but it was very, very entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> it was. And then the waitress... Now, what I'm saying, like this late girl was good looking. She had all the cleavage. The waitress we got. Yep. Nice girl. Yeah. Uh, just she was funny. Uh, <laughs> but like, I don't know, just like super upbeat and friendly. Yeah. Whereas, you know, she I was nice the and hostess chatty was and... just kind of like had that smug look on her face. Yeah. Where she's kind of like, mm, yeah, I'm good looking. What of, what of it? <laughs> what <laughs> of it? Here's my boobs. <laughs> yeah. Here's my boobs. <laughs> and then we get the other waitress. Uh, and we chatted like, with her a lot. We and did. Turns out she makes cupcakes and yep. cakes and all that stuff. And uh, I actually love cupcakes. I know. Right. I actually haven't looked at the, the site. She gave me her Facebook page for a bakery oh. and I haven't looked at it yet. But if it's good, I'll put it. It's something called Twisted Treats. And I'll put a link in the she's, show notes. And what brought it up was I, you were wearing a Batman hat. And oh, that's right. She said yep. how she put, uh, I don't know if she saw the hat. I don't know how it came up, but she said that she did cupcakes with Batman symbols on it. Right, her, so. right. So Overall, that was really Friday's fun. was a good experience. Yep. Good always. way to end the night. We ate way too much. Polished off about 2,000 calories. Yeah. <laughs> First time in a long time I remember getting an appetizer and yes. a main entree in the same sitting. And then they asked about we dessert. Each and got like, an, we each got right. an appetite. It wasn't like we got one and split it. Oh, no, yeah. we each ate one. So. It was ridiculous. Oh, but we went so long during the day without really eating that much. And yeah. I wasn't even super hungry while we were there. It was afterwards. It just hit me. Well, that's because you're busy during the day. You yeah. Don't, you don't notice. No, not at all. Overstimulated. So we're going to take a quick break right now, and we'll be back with day two. Mm. Looking for a way to show your geek pride? We've got a great selection of t-shirts over at the Geek Generation store to help you out. Represent the Geek Generation with a G-Shield logo tee, become Lord of the Geeks, or rock the gamer shirt. All proceeds support the show and allow us to continue bringing you free content. Get your shirt now by going to thegeekgeneration.com slash store. Hey, Amazon users. If you'd like to help support the show, please go to thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon, which will bring you right to the Amazon homepage. If you make a purchase after using this link, you've helped the show by earning us a commission, and it won't cost you any extra money. Please use this link for all your future Amazon shopping. That's thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon. Hey, this is Allie Baker, and you're listening to the Geek Generation Podcast. Boop, pop, 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 beep, boop, pop, pop. 
Bye. We're back. And time to talk about day two of PAX East 2013. Uh, Day two, we got in a little later than we had planned on, I think. Mm. But we just barely made... I was late getting here. Like, I was up early, but just ended up late. I got an hour before I had to leave and left 10 minutes late. I don't know what happened. (laughs) How It always happens like that. Um, So we ended up... uh, We parked. We couldn't park in the same place either. That was another issue. So we had to look for a different parking spot than we did the day before. And um, we made it to the line leading into our panel right as they were going in. So it was yeah. almost perfect timing. Yeah. And then we ended up going into the, the double fine panel. I was just thinking, what panel was that? Yeah. yeah. And actually, it was funny, too, because we were standing outside. Uh, that We were the last of a few people to go in. And a guy walks by. And as he was walking into the panel, he had an exhibitor badge. And the security guy goes, oh, you here for the double fine panel? He's like, Yeah. Because it was Tim Schaefer. Yeah, the he's guy. like, I am the double <laughs> right. fine panel, dude. And I just got out, hey, Tim. But I don't know, whatever. Yeah. It was cool. Um, he was a cool guy. He was hilarious. Yeah. I love that guy. So we went into the double fine panel. Uh, this was for people who didn't follow the whole Kickstarter thing with this. Double fine had a situation where Tim Schaefer is like the iconic point and click adventure game creator. He's made so many different things. Grim Fandango is one he's known widely for. Uh, Maniac Mansion, Day of the Tentacle, things like that. My personal favorite, Full Throttle. Love that game. They even showed a every little time. Clip from see, it. I didn't play Day of the the, the Tentacle, but yeah. every time I heard it mentioned, and you just said it now, you I testicle. just no, I just oh. picture the Kraken <laughs> coming up out of the ocean oh. for some reason. I don't know why. Well, the cover did have a green tentacle, oh, did like it? coming out of the water on it. Yeah, I believe something like that. And actually, the people there are tentacle people. Like ah. <laughs> they're an actual race of people. It's a great game. You should play something. Did he have any say in like Mist or is that? No, no, no that's a little different. Curious. Yeah, his games are a little more comical too. Mm. And Mist was a little bit of a different. Oh, thing. oh yeah, it wasn't yeah. comical at all. Yeah, no. Uh, well, as far as like the whole point and click thing, oh. Mist was very much just like a puzzle game. Yeah. Whereas this has a lot more story and mm. so point and click adventures have been slow in recent years, and it's the genre that Tim Tim Schafer likes doing the most. And it's my personal favorite genre. Uh, and he he wanted to see if there was a desire to have those games again because he kept pitching them to companies. And they're like, no, that genre's kind of dead. Well, Back to the Future on well, the yeah, consoles now, and now Walking Dead. All game kind of the of, year, I think it was last yeah. year or something, whatever. But Yeah, and they are point-and-click yeah. adventures. They are. Um, but they they have been a dying genre over the years. And mm. and Tim said, well, I'm I'm going to put it out to the people then. And say, if you still believe in this genre and you want to see another game from Double Fine, contribute your money and we'll make it happen. And I, it turns out that we heard during the panel, they really didn't have any specific idea at the time either. They I were don't just think they like, thought it was going to happen. Maybe not. They were probably like, yeah, we'll get like 100,000 bucks. Yeah. We'll have to put a little money in. Or, yeah. And he was yeah. like, we just wanted to make a point and click adventure game. We had no idea Three what it was going to be. something yet. million later. Yeah. 3.3 3 million. Yeah. They ended up raising. So now. Uh, and now they took on something even more than they originally intended because they did when they, when they hit their goal, they were like, OK, let's start making ideas. And they had some stuff in, in their brain. But then when they hit three point three million, they were like, we have to do something better than that. Yeah. <laughs> we just had a little small game in mind. Yeah. So now it's something a lot more. You can't make a game for extended. half a million and pocket the rest. Right. These right. People are going to be pissed. <laughs> and it turns out that they're even they need even more money. 
because, based on what they showed, right? Because they need uh, it's it's delayed a little bit, and they show, they showed us thirty minutes of a documentary that's being done because this is the first big game to have this happen. Yeah, you know, people are funding the game. Yeah, and this and is the poster child of this. In the documentary, I don't know how f- far back, like when this was actually filmed, but yep. at the point they needed like four point seven or something. Or yeah, yeah, they were like they needed over an, another million dollars. Yeah. You can't just ask people for more money. You know? <laughs> exactly. I mean, people already backed it. So, mm. but they do have things. I mean, you can pre-order it already. Yeah. Um, and they have a way to get backer access by pre-ordering for more money than the game would normally be by itself. So there are little ways that they're still making money. Mm. And uh, the documentary footage we saw was great. Oh yeah, it was, it was funny. really funny. It even went to other things like his weight loss with juicing and yeah. shaving his beard off and fixing up his car and. Uh, he was talking to John Romero, the guy who made Doom, about because I guess he has a similar old-fashioned car. Is and that guy like set now because of Doom? I'm pretty or? sure he is. Somebody bought it. He's off done him, other right? things too since, but that was a major, major, major thing in the mm. gaming industry. Yeah, so that did a lot for him. So uh, the the documentary footage was great. The big reveal for the panel was the name of the game, which mm-hmm. we found out is Broken Age. Yep. Uh, and it was funny, too, because they <laughs> they had the web designer up at the panel table with everyone else. And he turns to Tim and goes, so if you were going to write a short description for the website, two what, paragraph right, description, what would you say? And because they were literally editing the website, they had yeah. it projected on the screen. The guy typed in the description as Tim came up with it off the top of his head. Uh, and I have it right here. Broken Age is a point and click adventure telling the stories of a young boy and girl leading parallel lives. The girl has been chosen by her village to be sacrificed to a terrible monster, but she decides to fight back. Meanwhile, a boy on a spaceship is living a solitary life under the care of a motherly computer, but he wants to break free to lead adventures and do good in the world. Adventures ensue. Sounds like a fun game. It does. And what was cool is he typed that up and then basically published it up and boom, website went live while yeah. we were sitting there. While we were there, they launched the website. And of course, the guy behind us is like, it's not working. Yeah. Like, I, that irritated me. <laughs> oh, that he did. He says it like he wanted to say it loud enough that they heard, but then right. he didn't because he didn't have the balls to do it. Right. It was like a half ass. He was just like, it's not working. Yeah. You're like, wait then, five minutes to And then what I love was the, the guy right to my right was just like, oh, cool. It works. And like, <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, this guy's dumb. <laughs> Um, but that was really cool that they even did that yeah. all kind of in front of us. It was like a launching we were all a part of, you know? Yeah. Uh, and they did release a teaser trailer since that we didn't oh, see while did. we were at the panel, and they did. And it looks cool. I like the art style and everything. So mm. very excited for the game. And if you want to check out the first teaser trailer, go over to geekgeneration.com, and I'll make sure it's up there for people to see. They did do a Q&A afterwards. There weren't a lot of very useful questions. It was mostly no. about other things that Schaefer's worked on. One question they did mention that comes up all the time is, are we ever going to see the back catalog come back? Like the old LucasArts games like Full Throttle and Day of the Tentacle and all those. Are we going to see those ever be re-released? Because the way that you played them, you have to like go through DOS and everything. It's an oh. antiquated system. So people want to be able to play the games now, and it's actually hard to do because they're so old. So uh, they said that the back catalog is God, tied up with playing Disney. Doom on DOS, right? I had to like type in it was like D colon slash. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember, but it was like a whole like I felt like I was a hacker trying to happen. <laughs> uh, the back catalog, I guess, is tied up with Disney, but Never Say Never was their answer. So yeah, hopefully they're working on something, and the money that this game brings in maybe will help them acquire some of those IP rights back. Mm. So that was cool. A uh, really interesting panel. I enjoyed it. 
We then met up with a couple people. Actually, just bumped into uh, two of our cosplay friends, yeah. Spencer Dole and uh, Dole. Did I say Dole? Yeah, yeah. Spencer Dole, <laughs> Spencer Doe, and Nicole Mary Jean. Mm. Uh, they were dressed up as Sonic and Knuckles, and we took a couple pictures yeah. of them. Uh, chatted with them for a while. The costumes were really good, especially they when they they were kind of describing how last minute they put them together, and mm. it was just kind of a fun thing to do. But they looked really good. You'll never look at Sonic the same. Like, <laughs> I sent the picture out to my sister, and she comes back with, I didn't know Sonic had big boobs. <laughs> I didn't know Sonic was a girl either, but I'm cool with it if you're cool with it. So uh, I've put up a couple pictures already, yeah. and you'll be able to see the full cosplay gallery of all the pictures we took over at thegeekgeneration.com. I, I did a little Photoshop. Uh, I ended up posting some of them on Facebook, and Nicole shared mm-hmm. one of the pictures that I took someone else had did a photoshop they put in sonic and knuckles on my picture and took out my watermark which always pisses me off like they took out my g shield on one of the pictures to put in sonic and knuckles and it's like taking credit away but a couple of my pictures that like, i took ended take up that picture down <laughs> a couple of the pictures i took actually ended up on comicbookmovie.com they did yeah because they were taking cool. they posted a whole uh article on nicole and the Sonic and Knuckles cosplay, and my picture's the first two. And they even credit me. They credit the Geek oh, Generation, good. so that was very cool. And we got a bunch of new likes on the Facebook page because Nicole shared it and everything, and it's getting out there, man. Always appreciated. Uh, we then went from one cosplay thing to another. We had to bolt really quickly while we were talking to them, unfortunately, but we were meeting up with another cosplayer, mm-hmm. uh, Alexa Kari, who's a Boston cosplayer that was dressed very up Very high as, energy. Very high energy. That was dressed up as Connor. From Assassin's Creed 3, but not not the standard like revolutionary co-assassin hood type thing he uh, that he was doing, but actually the DLC version of his uh, Native American name, which I still can't say, but had like the coyote, coyote pelt on yeah. for a wolf and everything. And we did a video interview with her. Mm-hmm. You can see that on thegeekgeneration.com or you can go to thegeekgeneration.com slash YouTube. And that's our YouTube channel. And you can see it over there. You can't see it right now, but I will play the audio for you so you can hear that interview now. I am here with Alexa Kari at PAX East. And as you can see, she's dressed up as Connor, although I can't pronounce the Native American name. I feel so embarrassed. I feel so embarrassed. It's something with an R, and it's really long. Ratatouille? I don't know. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) The, The representative could say it, and I didn't catch it. And I was just like, I should probably know this. So what inspired uh, this particular look of Connors? Um, Well, I really love the aspect of the wolf, and it's such a powerful animal. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he can use the bear and the eagle, and, you know, the eagle and birds are such a great thing throughout the series. But then you add in all these animals and the Native American spirit and all this stuff, and I love that so much. So I'm like, I got to do this. I got to show my love for this. And how long did it take to complete the entire thing from start to finish? Oh, my gosh. Um, Around a month. Wow. Yeah. Um, Six-hour days uh, in between schoolwork and everything. I mean, I had to make time. Yeah. So many um, different issues and stuff, and I had to keep figuring out what fabric am I using? Do I have to change it? And, I mean, this, the wolf head itself went through so many transformations. And I love to put progress photos, so like I, I always document it so I can know this is where I started and this is where it came out. So it's really great and really awesome once you get it done. Where do you even get something like that? 
Oh my gosh, okay. Please don't hate me. Um, it is a real pelt. It's a coyote wow. pelt. It's a coyote pelt. And I got it in New Jersey. I have a friend who actually does professional um, tanning and stuff like that with leathers. So he actually made this for me. He made the pelt for me. I asked him, you know, I need a relatively small pelt because I have a really small head. And, um, and he sent it to me and it was actually about like the size of um, a dog, oh. a house dog. So it was pretty small, but um, yeah, it was really great because he hooked me up and it was just awesome that I didn't have to pay an arm and a leg and spend like two weeks searching online. Because I also don't want to buy just from someone who just kills animals. Sure. I want to be respectful. And that's also in the game, you know, respecting animals and using that. So I really want to bring that into the costume as well. Sure. In true Native American fashion, you're using every part exactly. of the animal for something. I'm sure yeah. that coyote would be very happy to be sitting on top of your I head. I bet it would. <laughs> um, yeah, but like all the fur here, I actually took off the hide and piece together. So I tried to make it look as flawless as possible. I hope I did have a good job. Um, yeah, but that, that, I actually got a pretty bad scar here from the gut, hot glue. Um, you are the second person this weekend we've heard yes, <laughs> something like that. Hot glue is dangerous. <laughs> yeah, so. What's your uh, experience at PAX been like? This is your first PAX, right? Oh my gosh, it has been so amazing. I, I can't even put it into words, especially the Assassin's Creed booth. They have been all so supportive. They have absolutely loved my stuff. Um, they've given me a few free things, you know, to show their support. Um, as far as everything else, I'm just so excited. I'm, I'm loving all these new crazy games because yeah. I've never gone to a convention of this size or caliber or anything. So I'm like, oh my gosh, all this stuff, what do I do? What do I do? So it's really great. Awesome. Have yeah. you taken a look at Assassin's Creed 4 yet? I have, and oh my gosh, oh, I was fangirling so much and I was waving around my little sword like crazy. Oh, I loved it. Cannot wait. Does that mean we're going to see maybe uh, Edward Kenway in the future? Well, let me reveal why I oh love my. this character so much. It has blonde hair. Oh, and as you cool. know, I have blonde hair, and I've been waiting for a blonde assassin. So I am, um, yes, definitely you should be expecting something in the future because I love Assassin's Creed, and I am going to keep it going. Very, very cool. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk no with problem. us. No problem. Great to be here. So thanks again to Alexa for letting us talk to her briefly there. Uh, that was fun. And I'm sure we'll see her at other conventions and bring you more news as we. If you're wondering <laughs> who did that unbelievable job videotaping, <laughs> that was me. That's true. We then went to the Ubisoft time that we had booked. Unfortunately, unlike Volition and the Saints Row thing, Ubisoft's media treatment was it was good. It was still great. I have no complaints. It just was the same thing that everyone else that who was waiting in line yeah. got to see. We so got to basically. No, Cut the line. Yeah. Like, we were awesome. They, they we got, ushered us in. He's like, I got two. And they yeah. were like, okay, <laughs> these guys. And we just went in. That's true. And we got some inflatable swords and stuff. And that was cool. Yeah. But the, the, uh, so the benefit of being media was just pretty much like you said, skipping the lines. Mm. I guess what I've read on other sites is that the line wait was like an hour, similar yeah. to the gameplay. So there was something really nice about being able to skip. Yep. The only funny thing too, though, is that they put the same footage we saw up online like a day or two afterwards oh. i've posted those up at the site too so people can check those out for both watchdogs and assassin's yeah. creed 4 not all the footage though we saw like when they the developers were on screen and talking mm -hmm. and stuff that was stuff only we saw but the uh the gameplay footage and everything is out watchdogs is impressive assassin's creed 4 probably won't buy yeah 
I'm on the fence about it. I didn't it. get past two. I didn't <laughs> even true. finish two. I think I almost finished two. And if you played three, like, you done. definitely wouldn't buy four, probably, because I got bored yeah, with it, and I was really into it might the be series. Running it. I, the more I think about it, the more I say, I think it's running its course. Yeah, well, it's apparently, almost they have course. an internal sheet has over 100 different like time periods and scenarios that they could do. Mm. So they're, oh, We could sit down and make a sheet of 100 different time that's periods. True. I mean, <laughs> doesn't mean they're all worth doing. But anyway, Watch Dogs is the first one we saw. We learn that the main character, Aiden Pierce, the kind of story of the game is that his family is threatened. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, what he's doing is as a result of that. So there's some corporation or company or whatever that's making him do certain things. Mm-hmm. We don't know what all those things are. But he's also not the only or the, the company that's making him do whatever is not the only big brother. I, I guess you could call it looking out on everything because there's another hidden corporation or hidden group. That's watching through the city's monitoring system to kind of track Aiden's progress and what he's doing. And I don't know how they'll intervene or if they even will, or if they're just watching or very, very limited information. Yeah. The footage we saw was very similar to the demo footage that they showed for the PS4 press conference. However, it was from the perspective of the CTOS, which is the city's monitoring and whatever you call it system system. just like person of interest has the machine in the background Mm -hmm. that tracks everything it's kind of the same idea here but that was it was very cool to actually see it from the other perspective even if it was the same footage for the most part yeah because it showed both sides of it and now how how the computer functions and how aiden gets through and Mm -hmm. it shows how helpless the computer was to stopping anything that aiden did right and they talked about Aiden not even just being like a regular hacker, like he carries a gun and he intervenes and yeah. he gets around the environment fast. And so there's got to be something else going on with this guy than just this. It's almost like he was a special forces guy that they gave this phone to. Yeah. To tap into the system. But I'm assuming, obviously we'll find out more when mm-hmm. the game actually comes out. But it does look really cool. I'm very interested in the game. Uh, one other thing that they did mention really quick, too, is that there, I guess the media reports on everything that you do. Mm-hmm. throughout the game and that will affect the way that the population views you and responds to you whether you're i don't know like a terrorist or a good guy or yeah and that's again a very similar mechanic to the infamous games and that's always a weird line to walk when you're doing that morality yeah. in a game because it's always two extremes there's never like the gray area you either do the good thing mm-hmm. or you do the bad thing either save the starving children <laughs> as they're falling off a, a bus that's hanging over a bridge. Yep. Or you go like take a stray cat and smack a baby in the <laughs> face with it. Like it's one of the two. Yeah. It's always extreme. We'll see what they do with it. Yeah. But it looks like a really good game. I'm very excited for it. It all then becomes the decision of, well, do I get the PS3 version? Mm. Or when we find out what the PS4 will cost and everything, do I go for the PS4 version? I don't know. And it's really probably only going to be a graphical difference. Yeah. So, but again, very cool looking game. And then we saw Assassin's Creed 4. Mm-hmm. And that was it. No. <laughs> uh, Assassin's Creed 4. Just they did, uh, Assassin's Creed 3 with pirates. Yeah. <laughs> they did show us some more stuff. There's the stuff we know already. Uh, Edward Kenway is the captain of a pirate ship. And he's a pirate himself. A pirate trained by assassins, which they just keep saying over yeah. and over again. Yeah. This is not Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. <laughs> this is Assassin's Creed. Good accent. Not bad. Not oh. bad. <laughs> it's a pirate trained by assassins. Uh, but they did reveal some new information on Assassin's Creed 4, one of which is that there will be some underwater missions this time around. The naval mechanic from Assassin's Creed 3 was really popular. 
So they took that and they expanded it. Almost built, it seems like, built an entire game around the naval mechanics and stuff. You do have a crew, which is reminiscent of building up your brotherhood. Yo, Assassin's ho, Creed brotherhood. yo, ho. If that doesn't play, I hope they come on. I'll play you retreat for me. Yeah. <laughs> If you just got to have that one, like you're walking down the street and some guy all of a sudden goes, a pirate's life for me. Yeah. Like, you're like, yes. Are you kidding? I think the best thing ever would be if you were standing on, um, what, what, why can't I think of the name? The plank. The plank. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. You're standing on a plank and you see an alligator swimming in the water and it has a ticking sound oh, coming from it. That would be cool. <laughs> That'd be a nice little nod. Or I started thinking of the Goonies. Oh, okay. If what, oh, It'd be cool if one of the pirates in it is called One-Eyed Willie. They just have to parody every single every pirate, pirate thing. thing ever in the one game. It's like, this isn't even Assassin's Creed. Now it's Grand Theft Auto Pirate. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope if they're not taking themselves too seriously, they'll throw in little things like that. Mm. That would be really entertaining. But you do manage your crew, very reminiscent again to the Assassin's Creed Brotherhood mechanic. Uh, you can lose those crew members too. You need them for boarding other ships and raiding and looting and because that's how you get a lot of your resources. You're a pirate. So you board other ships and take their stuff. But you can also lose your crew when you're boarding. Uh, you can also lose them, too, if you're not navigating through storms well. So if you hit some rough waters, your ship gets tossed around a little bit, you can lose crew. I hope it shows them get tossed right overboard because yeah. that would be Into hysterical. Into the waiting open mouth of a shark. Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. It just Which there, there are in the game. There are sharks. There are wow. sharks. There was a one clip that was really cool where Edward was underwater and he kind of like stabbed his knife into the side of a shark and used it as his transportation yeah. as it was swimming away. Very cool. Uh, obviously, the shark didn't last too long no. after that, I'm guessing. There is a new focus on gun mechanics in this one mm-hmm. because they are stepping back in time. Reloading the guns takes a long time. So it wasn't uncommon for pirates of that age to carry anywhere from like four to six mm-hmm. firearms. And that'll be something that comes into play with Edward's moveset. That would look actually really cool. Like switch a whole gun instead. Yeah, of just... they showed the guns were attached by like a piece of rope and slung yep. over his shoulder. Yeah. Yeah, he said it was common. Uh, the guy that was, or the girl that was presenting for Ubisoft was like, yeah, it's common to see like a thread, a silk thread. Yeah. Tying a bunch of guns together so that they all had that kind of, I don't know, it's like, <laughs> it's like a Gatling gun made up of separate yeah. entire guns instead of just, I'm probably exaggerating it, but <laughs> something like that. And lastly, they do have a renewed focus on assassinations in this game. So oh. one of the complaints over the last couple games is that, They've been getting away from having a target that you find a way like you're given a target. You're given the environment. You now find a way to get through that environment to kill that target. You mean they're getting away from the design of the game? Being an assassin. (laughs) But they're now they're bringing a new focus back on that mechanic. And they said that Assassin's Creed 4 will actually have more assassinations than past games. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be one of the biggest parts of it. Good. Should be. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's an assassin's game. I mean, the first one was all about killing historical people. You just went from city to to city. To change and influence. It was really just that. And even though the game was somewhat repetitive, three just blew up with side missions to a Mm -hmm. point where it became the assassinations were almost secondary to the side missions. It's just ridiculous. But uh, that was pretty much our PAX experience. And again, like we said, we came home. Pretty dead tired uh, just from all the visual and audio stimuli and walking around all day. Mm-hmm. But it was a good time all in all. It was. A lot of information up on the site. Make sure you go to thegeekgeneration.com and see everything that we have there. 
final thought or anything you want to plug as we get out of here? Uh, so I dropped the shipping rates. Oh, okay, a little bit, so it's more affordable to uh-huh. for people to to ship. I took a hit. I figured whatever. I lose what two bucks on yep. a container, but if I can, more orders are being placed because shipping's more affordable. Sure, it pays off in the end. Whatever. So we go to um, revitalizepro.co, and if uh, upon checkout use the promo code Go Geek and you get fifteen percent off. And everyone likes fifteen percent off. Yeah, that's right. And uh, chocolate is currently out It'll of be stock, back in but like it's another back soon. Week. Is that your most popular? No, cake batter is. Really? Yeah, based on all the sales numbers that are tracked wow. by the website and what I've looked at. It's probably the most batter, versatile, huh? It's like vanilla. Yeah. 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 Chocolate, that makes sense. You can only do so much. Although I have the, the bodybuilder that I'm now sponsoring. He makes Domino's Molten Lava Cake. Yeah. He uses the protein powder now really? to create his own. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'll get the recipe. It's, Please. It's pretty crazy. It's all healthy stuff. That's so cool. It's cool. Very cool. Uh, again, go to thegeekgeneration.com to see everything that we post over there. If you use iTunes, please rate the show and write a review. We always appreciate those. They're so, so helpful. I can't even tell you. Uh, please like us at facebook.com slash thegeekgeneration. You can follow us at geekgeneration on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Night Angel. You can send emails to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com. We always love hearing your feedback and incorporating that into the show. And as always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. We will be back next week. Uh, back to the norm, I guess. <laughs> back to the future. <laughs> it will be, kind of. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we'll see you guys next week. See you. Later. Make it so.